32 left in the third, and the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Bodor snatches it out of midair. Here's 88, Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. And if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, I talked about the coronavirus and gave a more in-depth analysis of how it affects sports truly and how canceling a season is not as cut and dry as people think. My overall conclusion was if the season were to get canceled, it does affect next year. It could result in a lockout and it could result in no season potentially next year or maybe even the year after that. That's how big of an impact money has on sports. Anyway, if you hadn't checked that out, go back and give it a listen so that way the next time someone asks you, hey, we should just cancel a season, it has no effect on us, well, you can give them the answer that I gave you. Now back to business and let's get back into it. It's been a big day in sports the last few days. It was rumored that an NFL team, formerly now called the Washington Redskins, were going to change your name due to, well, you get the idea of how it can come off as offensive to some people. It was also rumored that an MLB team called the Cleveland Indians were also rumored to change their name. That has not been confirmed yet. They're in talks of it. But the Washington Redskins have said, we are going to change our name. And honestly, that has led me to wanting to have a discussion on this podcast about our team's name, the New Jersey Devils. As some of you may or may not have been aware, according to a New Jersey news article called Patch, during the 2016 and 2017 season, the New Jersey Devils were considering changing their name. The article essentially said that the New Jersey Devils president, Hugh Weber, submitted a name change application to the NHL for the 2016-2017 season. The team will roll out with a new era of Garden State hockey by transitioning from the New Jersey Devils to the New Jersey Angels. Now, that was very interesting at the time, but as we all know, the New Jersey Devils are still called the New Jersey Devils. This show is still called Locked On Devils. Nothing has changed. And obviously, as I said, this article stated that this was all alleged. Now, the reason for me bringing this story back up is because recently on my Twitter feed, I saw a tweet from someone saying that the New Jersey Devils should change their name due to the fact that the Devils kind of represents things from the Bible, represents hell, things of that nature. That's basically what the person was trying to get at in terms of why the Devils should go forward with their name change. And I'm here to say I understand how that could be portrayed, but the reason why the Devils are called the Devils is not for that reason. We need to look at the backstory as to why the devils are called the devils. So everybody gather around the fire, grab some s'mores, grab some blankets because it's story time everybody and I'm going to get this campfire story started. So first I guess let's go to the beginning. The franchise was established in 1974 as the Kansas City Scouts and needless to say their two first seasons in Kansas City was deemed completely a failure. Are you ready for their overall record in Kansas City? They won 27 games and had 110 losses and 23 ties. This led the team to relocate to Denver and they became the Colorado Rockies. Yes, the Colorado Rockies, before they were a baseball team, were actually a hockey team. Makes more sense, right? The team continued to struggle and in 1982, the franchise was once again relocated, this time to the other side of the country and decided to go to New Jersey and they were renamed the Devils. Now, how did they get their name, the Devils? Well, that's a story in a league of itself. The reason the team was named the New Jersey Devils after the move from Colorado, they decided to let the fans decide what to name their team 
team. The contest was held on June 30th, 1982, and more than 10,000 fans were accounted for in the voting process for the team to be renamed the New Jersey Devils. Now, why the Devils, you may ask? What were these fans thinking? Well, that's another story. So gather around everybody, the story gets even juicier. So in Southern Jersey and Philadelphia folklore, the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. So here we start to see the reasoning as to why people were so hung about the devils, because it's not the devil you stereotypically think of, this is a different type of devil. This is sort of like a Bigfoot or an abominable snow monster kind of thing, a folklore legend. Now, since this is essentially radio, I know you can't physically see it, but I can describe what the Jersey Devil sort of looks like. So the description of it, according to a website, says it's sort of like a kangaroo-like creature with a goat or horse head kind of thing, leathery bat wings and horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked tail. So here's where the forked tail comes from for the devils. Now I wanted to do some digging around and see if there's been any sightings of this very compelling creature, to say the least, because come on, it's no way someone just made this up out of thin air because this is way too specific. Did someone see something and did they describe it to like a detective? or something so here's what I found according to a source while visiting the Hanover Mill works to inspect his cannonballs being forged Commodore Stephen Decatur Decatur died in 1820 just to give people some reference of how old the story is cited a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect this story came directly out of a book called the Jersey Devil by James F. McCloy and Ray Miller Jr. This next story comes from the former King of Spain and the Indies, Joseph Bonaparte. His reign as king remained from June 6, 1808 and ended December 11, 1813. He later died on July 28, 1844. It's also worth mentioning, I don't know why I didn't lead with this, but Bonaparte is the older brother of Napoleon. He also claimed that he saw the New Jersey Devil while hunting on his Bordentown estate about 1820. During 1840, the New Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, accompanied by tracks and screams. Here's a story that's a little more recent in terms of the time periods we were originally talking about. In Greenwich, which is a township in Gloucester County, New Jersey. During December 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens. How specific is that? <laughs> and then he proceeded to take a photograph of the dead corpse. Stealing his chickens. Hmm. I, I guess they're, uh, I guess the devil is a big time carnivore, I guess. Uh, I, I guess that doesn't surprise me. So anyway, back to the story. So he then later asked people to identify it because I guess he couldn't recognize what kind of animal it was he claimed that none of the hundred people he showed could identify it either and on July 27, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes seen by residents of Downington, Pennsylvania, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Pennsylvania Bulletin on July 28, 1937. In 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed they have seen a monster matching the devil's description. Okay, are we really going to take these boys' words for it? I mean, come on. They're boys. They're, they're kids. Kids see anything. I saw a lot of things when I was a kid when it wasn't there. I thought there was a monster in my closet. Anyways, uh, where was I? 
Uh, oh, yeah. And claims of a course matching the Jersey Devil's description arose in 1957. And more recently, in terms of what time periods we were talking about, in 1960, tracks and noises heard near May's Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil. During the same year, the merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward to capture the Jersey Devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. I mean, seriously, they went all out. They put a bounty on this creature saying $10,000, which is a lot of money at the time, and it's still a lot of money now, and we will put it in a private zoo, and basically we'll put it on display for all the public to see. So people were going all out for this creature saying, okay, we've heard the rumors. Now let's see if we can catch it and just try to see what we can do with it. Because these stories and claims are doing us no justice. Let's put our money where our mouth is and see if it's actually real and surprise surprise it hasn't turned up just more sightings and more claims come on there's one more section that i do want to discuss and that's the sightings of 1909 during the week of january 16th through the 23rd of 1909 newspapers of the time published hundreds of claimed encounters with the jersey devil from all over the state i already gave you some of those examples from the previous century among alleged encounters publicized the week were claims the creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and Social Club in Camden. Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania supposedly fired on the creature to no effect. Other reports initially concerned unidentified footprints in the snow, but soon the sightings of the creature resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South Jersey and as far away as Delaware and Western Maryland. So this was getting all over the East Coast, essentially. And it's clear to say that if you see the Jersey Devil, this is a PSA to all the people who see it somewhere in South Jersey or somewhere in the East Coast. Don't shoot at it. It's immune to bullets and it'll just go away. So just try to do something else. I don't know. Uh, I think you need to take like a stake and smear in the heart or something. Oh, wait, that's a vampire. Uh, n n you know what? I got nothing. I, if, if you see it and it's going to attack you because it's obviously a carnivore, you're on your own, chief. Uh, the, the widespread newspaper coverage created fear throughout the Delaware Valley, prompting a number of schools to close and workers to stay at home. Wow, people were, I don't know if this, if this is a hoax, this is one of the greatest hoax of all time. The Jersey Devil is on the loose, everybody. Lock your doors, hide the children, everybody. Just go home to work and stay put. This obviously made a few people go, how would I say it, a little crazy because vigilante groups and groups of hunters just roamed the streets of the East Coast looking for this devil, no pun intended. And they just looked everywhere, couldn't find anything. Surprise, surprise. And during this period, remember the time I told you that they put a $10,000 bounty to find this creature? Well, the Philadelphia Zoo was the one who put up that $10,000 bounty for the creature. This offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo. Remember, I said it kind of looks like a kangaroo from the body. Someone got a kangaroo and put artificial claws and bat wings. Man, people will do anything for attention and money. Welcome to... Wait a minute, this took place during the early 1900s. Well, I, I, when someone tells you welcome to 2020, uh, just say, hey, we got it from somewhere and there's an example you can use. So anyway, that's just a really cool story. I I, I just had to share it. I'm sorry. So anyway, back... Oh, wait, hey, 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 I see something. Wait, wait, what's that? What's that? Oh no, hang on, hang on, hang on, I need to, oh man, oh man, uh, here, you, take the mic, I, I, I think I see the Jersey Devil, hang on. 
All right, false alarm. It was just my dog. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's how I feel about when people say stories like this without any photography evidence. So I looked on the internet. I was trying to look to see if, were there any old photos? Did any of them resurface about this mythological creature? And I didn't find anything, but I did find a couple of flyers, which, by the way, it was only 10 cents at the time to supposedly view the New Jersey Devil. I don't know what the case was. I wasn't interested enough to do more research on it so I found a lot of like Photoshop media and that's the only thing I could come close to when I was trying to look for some sort of picture of the Jersey Devil but came up empty like some of the claims or that bounty I could use 10 grand right now that could pay for my college tuition kinda now I've had some fun with this episode but it's time to get back to more seriousness and uh, just get back on topic so now I'm always open to change, whether changing the color scheme, the logo, or maybe even adding more jerseys to the collection. An alteration wouldn't be the worst idea for a team with a design which has gone, let's face it, virtually unchanged in more than 30 years of operation, would you say? But I don't think the Devils need to change their name, they don't need to change their logo, they don't need to change any of that because I just told you what the description of the Jersey Devil was, I told you the backstory as to why the New Jersey Devils are called the Devils, and I could get the idea of how a non-New Jersey Devils fan can make the assumption that the New Jersey Devils are named after the devil from a religious standpoint which is not true just think of it like this we're called like the Bigfoots or the abominable snowmen like we're ba our name comes from a mythological creature that was just called the Jersey Devil that I've told you it wasn't just a small little thing this was actually a huge thing people were closing their businesses people were shutting down schools people were putting out bounties people were making all these sorts of claims and honestly I think that's a very interesting piece of history that people don't seem to know and honestly I found quite compelling when I was doing my research and I've learned some new stuff that I didn't know about because I knew the devils were called the devils because of the Jersey Devil but I didn't know it was the the story of the devil was that serious I didn't know there was way more to it that I I just didn't know and honestly it's just a cool name and even if the devils do decide to change their name at some point in the future I'm still gonna root for the New Jersey Devils or the New Jersey whatever I'll root for the Florida whatever the California whatever if they decide to relocate if they decide to give Canada another uh, hockey team I'll root for the uh, Saskatchewan blank 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 something something but you get the point. I will be a Devils fan regardless of what happens or if they do at some point decide to change their name. Always be open to new ideas, everybody, because you never know. You might end up liking it. Now, you're probably wondering what prompted me to make this episode what prompted me just to discuss about the Jersey Devil? What prompted me to do all of this for today specifically? Well, in recent news, the Washington Redskins just confirmed that they are going to change their name from the Washington Redskins to something else. The name has not been announced yet. And the Cleveland Indians uh, baseball team are also in discussions to try to change their name. And honestly, with everything that's been going on, you see people just saying, okay, we need to make some changes in America. And that's just a small example of how people are willing to change something they've they've known for so long for the sake of more inclusion and more sensitivity for fans who are maybe not familiar with their organization. And honestly, I felt like that was a long time coming because if you look at the Washington Redskins, the term Redskins, that's just a racial slur. 
That's a clear racial slur to Native American people, and that's very offensive, insensitive, and honestly, it should have been in consideration for a change years ago. And for the Cleveland Indians, they got rid of their little Indian mascot logo because it was nothing but a caricature and it was very offensive. So recently you saw the Indians, yes, they were still called the Cleveland Indians, but their logo was just a C. You didn't see that little Indian patch on their uniforms, on their hats. They stopped selling those because it was just like, we need to start making some changes. And now I think they are in the midst of actually changing their name permanently. And that kind of got me thinking, should the New Jersey Devils change their name, yes or no, for the sake of people's normal mindset of thinking that the devil is associated with a religious belief? And personally, I feel as though it they shouldn't because the term devil for them means the Jersey Devil, which is a part of their history. However, I'm always open to change, but I think similar to like the Atlanta Braves and also the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't see them romanticizing a certain culture. And I think that's what the devil's doing as well. It's not like they're romanticizing how a devil actually is. However, I'm always open to change. If they wanna sort of change their color scheme, their logo just a little bit, just to be a little more sensitive. If it really does spark some controversy, that can always be arranged because you look at a team like the Golden State Warriors, one of their earliest logos was a war bonnet. And if anyone isn't familiar with what a war bonnet is, a war bonnet is a feathered headgear traditionally worn by male leaders of the American Plains Indians nations who have earned a place of great respect in their tribe. So when you think of the Golden State Warriors, you don't think of Native American culture, you think of the Golden Gate Bridge because that's what their logo is about. And they also changed up their color scheme a little bit to like a blue, yellow, changed their logo. And see, no one associates them with that. And that's why they don't spark as much controversy because they jumped on it early. So if the Devils want to do something like that where they change their logo a little bit and change their color scheme just to be a little more sensitive, more inclusive, if people really genuinely aren't happy with how the Devils are, that can always be arranged. That can always change. And you know what? I like it too. It might get take some getting used to because the Devils have had the same uniform, the same color scheme for however many years they've been in New Jersey, but things are always destined to change. Things don't always remain forever. And in times like this, I think change is always a good thing. But all in all, if you were to ask me personally, I don't think they should change anything. I personally don't take any offense to that, especially me being a devout Catholic myself. But however, I know not everyone thinks like me. And obviously, I cannot speak for the New Jersey Devils. And I can't speak for a majority of people who believe in what I believe in or who may disagree with me. So I'm always open to change. I can't reiterate that enough. I'm just saying my personal opinion. I'm not offended by it. I kind of like it. It's a, you know, a classic team. But like I said, everything changes sooner or later. Anyway, that's about all the time I have. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope to see you in the next episode. Continue to stay safe, New Jersey. Have a nice day.